Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. <laughs> Hey, patrons, we made it. Pat yourself on the back. It's Friday. It's Friday. You ain't got no job. And you ain't got nothing to do. That means only one more day of Lucas in the morning. <laughs> That's a good thing. It has finally come to an end. At 7.15 this morning, it's our buddy Bags, Andy Baggett of UWBadgers.com. At 7.45, are you ready to talk some baseball? We'll talk to Tom Hardrecords. He's with the Milwaukee Channel Sentinel and JS Online, but this morning, he's with us. He's the best there is. All right, adjust your attitude accordingly. It's Friday alongside Rob Vogel and John Audius. Here's Mike Lucas. Well, I was just talking with John Audius before Vogel came in with his crisis. Uh, our crisis here in the studio was finding a bit of a background shtick music. Did we find that at all? I found it. Oh, you want to introduce yourself? Hey, fellas, what's up? See, I don't know how to do I this. I don't know either. It's, it's going to be weird. There's no smooth yeah. or unawkward way to do it. But the background music I was asking for, uh, you can play right now. When The truth sometimes is stranger than fiction. We like to highlight it. Uh-oh. Correct? Sure. The truth is sometimes stranger than fiction. We like to highlight it. So driving out here today, I'm listening to Clay Travis, and he spent <laughs> at least 10 minutes talking about Game of Thrones with a guest. He At least Thrones, ten. Yeah. I, I watched the Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. uh, season eight or nine. Season nine, Dave eight. comes eight comes back on Sunday. Uh, I, uh, I just made that up. I I couldn't tell you anything that I've watched over the last three years from Game of Thrones. I have no idea what I'm watching, but I enjoy it. Is there something <laughs> wrong with me, or uh, am I more in the majority than the minority? I couldn't tell you that. I can't explain any of the storylines because I jumped into this series late, uh-huh. like three and a half years in, and now now you I'm watched the first three seasons. No. And why don't, don't you go back and watch it? Because I don't want to spend all that time watching it. But you enjoyed much, it. And how much yeah. time is it? You binge watch a bunch of episodes on one evening? I suppose. I suppose. Instead but of watching am, replays I'm, of SEC Media Days? I'm addicted good. to it. I'm addicted to it. And, and Clay Travis was saying that Sunday night's Game of Thrones episode could very well draw 40 million viewer, viewers. 40 million viewers. So yes. this coming Sunday yes, is the Sunday season night. premiere? Yes. Okay, I thought it was last no, Sunday, no, so I didn't no. know what See, I did. Right. So obviously, this question doesn't have to be asked. Do either one of you watch the Game of Thrones? You no. don't? Uh, How about you? I don't, nope. And everybody says, get into it, get into it, and I cannot get into Dragons. Do you have HBO? I do have HBO. Okay, I don't, so right, well, you got an make excuse. watching an Yeah, you got an anymore. excuse. Yeah, I, but don't you find that a little bit odd that a, a national talk show host sports allegedly, would spend 10 to 15 minutes talking about the Game of Thrones this morning? Or is it just that big of a deal that he's he's justified? He's trying to provide something that he thinks people want, right? Like Rich Eisen did this on the Rich Eisen show. He had Game of Thrones? 
Thrones segments. Well, remember, yeah. he had... The Brewers are going to have a Game of Thrones night or day coming up. It's a big deal. Don't get me wrong. There was, within the last year or two, uh, Rich Eisen had Aaron Rodgers on his show, all just Game of Thrones. The whole deal was, he'll come on his show, they're not talking anything but Game of Thrones. So they did that. So oh, see, I can't talk the storyline and the, or the characters, but I can't stop watching it. I, I can't, I've got to see that episode Sunday night. You'll I, watch would, it. I did yeah. have some I like questions. dragons, by the way. I, I, you hate dra- yeah. I love dragons. I did have some questions for you after watching that one episode, and it, it sounds like you're not going to be able to answer no, them because I'm just going to ask some plotline storylines no, of where no, things go or what I the can't point do that was. for you. I've been yeah. making it up. See, and I don't understand the not being able to binge watch. There was a show that HBO had a, a while back. This is a long time ago now because blockbusters were still around. Ooh. It was called Six Feet Under, and I came into it about three-quarters of the way through season one. And I totally got hooked. And I'm like, well, but now I've missed all these other episodes. So thankfully, Blockbuster, at that point in time, you could go get, you know, season's worth of shows. So I rented the 10 to 15 episodes, whatever it was that I missed, and I just binge watched them in about a night and a half. Well, that's I can that's a good way to that. do it. Well, yeah. now, here's my second question for both of you knuckleheads. Do either one of you play Fortnite? No. No. Don't play video games. Does, don't does. you feel a little bit on the outside looking in and, and just... No. You don't when still, people th- are talking do, about Fortnite? Do people still no. play Fortnite? Yes. I don't know. Yes. yes. They do. Kids do, for sure. Kids do. Well, kids, yeah. college, uh, athletes play it. Remember uh, It's starting to wane a little bit with the, athlete, the, the pro athletes, yeah. but it's still huge with college athletes. We've had a couple of stories recently about pro athletes who've played too much Fortnite. Like it's either hurt their fingers from playing Fortnite, or they're so addicted they're missing meetings or they're things. They're doing it during games, Fortnite. aren't they? I no, might have no, made that. No, 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 no. Weren't somebody playing Fortnite during a game? No. no I, I don't oh, think so. you, no, no, no. There was Did that. Did someone st- get caught doing it? No, there was the story who, uh, one of the baseball players that threw a tantrum in the locker room and was ticked off because he said his teammates didn't care because some of them during the game, I think maybe like pitchers who weren't uh, pitching for a ball club. Carlos Santana smashed yeah, the TV catching you. his teammates. Because yeah, his yeah, teammates yeah. were playing Fortnite right. in the clubhouse during the game. It used to be a real big thing with the Brewers, but I think it, it's lessened now to a degree. Not as many play it. I'm not sure about that. So now, can you start up that music again? Because that was what I was talking about with John when we were interrupted by Vogel, who walks in the door. And what, were the, what was the first thing you told us? I'm going to hell. Yeah, There's that was no your, doubt there's about your it. lead. That's, you know, that, I got to admit, that's a great lead. That, that would get your attention. Correct to read the rest of the story? This, I, I I'm think going so. to hell by he, Rob Vogel. First words out of his mouth. I, yes. I retold the story last night to my wife and son before everybody went to bed. They laughed on the, and rolled on the floor so hard and said, you're right, you are going to All hell. Right, so Those what is it? two, the two I should in my camp. So yesterday at the office, it's about 1130, I'm going to go down and get lunch. So I go down the stairs in an office and I'm going to go out into the Festival Foods grocery store and get, get some lunch. As I come down... There's at the bottom of the stairs in the entryway, there's a gentleman laying on the floor. You know, 60s, 60-ish. He's laying on the floor, but he's on his cell phone. And he looks at me and I look at the ground around in him. The grocery. Yeah, this this no, this is just in the entryway still of our office. Okay. Right. Of the, our building. And this is a gentleman who does a lot of repair work around the building. So could be doing anything. He's on some project is why he's there. And I look and there's just a little mud on the ground, like, you know, rain mud from his shoes on the ground, but nothing, I don't see blood or anything that gives away anything. And he's on his cell phone, no lie, holding up to his face. He turns and he looks at me for a minute, what feels like an hour. I look at him and I'm going to, I'm looking for blood to see if there's some sort of problem. I don't see anything. I figure maybe he's repairing something or doing something there on the floor. He's stretching his back for all I know. So I continue on and I walk out and go to the store. I get my lunch. 
minute, two later, whatever, I come back and I'm bringing my lunch up to the office. I'm not kidding you. There was the ambulance and they were putting the man on a stretcher. He had broken his leg. He slipped and fell as he came in. So there's <laughs> oh, so a man laying help. on the floor with a broken leg. And all I did was basically step over his body to go get my lunch. You are going south. Come back. You're going somewhere, and they're man. All yeah. Off the ambulance. yeah, I find out later that he's on the cell phone calling a coworker saying, hey, I just broke my leg. You're going to have to finish this project over here in the building. You didn't, I didn't even well, ask, do you need assistance? You didn't step on him, though. No, okay. I just I kind of stared at him. We made eye contact. Did you, did you bump his leg like, by accident? Did you say, hey, I'm Grayson Allen. I'm going to kick you <laughs> while you're know, down. I might as well have. I had nightmares all last night that people were in trouble in different situations. And all I did was continue on and go get my lunch. <laughs> you're lucky the you didn't. worst feeling ever. You're lucky you didn't honestly like accidentally bump his leg as you stepped over him. And hear him screaming. Like your back foot. Like, just, I came, yes. When I came back and they were loading him on the stretcher he had his boot off and his foot already had some sort of previous issue and now it's broken did he see your face what's worse is there's video of this of you stepping over oh we gotta the get dead that video. there's security camera footage because now i'm in the office and i'm telling everybody i what should just say happened. he's not dead right <laughs> yeah. no i think he just no, broke his leg there's I'm would it be okay if he was dead <laughs> That would be worse. That'd be worse. That'd be worse. I don't know. I mean, I'm going to hell. I'm scrambling eggs for Lucifer himself. I tell everybody in the office what happens, and they're like, "Well, we better, for um, you know, security and safety reasons, check out and see if we can find out what happened to the gentleman." Let's look on the security camera footage. The interest. <laughs> I keep my back turned because I don't want to look at somebody breaking the leg, and I hear everybody in the office go, "Oh!" I, I, I'm not kidding. I said, "Okay, that's enough. Let's turn it off." Part because I didn't want to see it, and part because I didn't want them to see what was show. next. It was Here's me stepping over him. Rob Vogel whistling lunch. on his way to lunch, stepping over a guy with a bright, broken leg. What do you think <laughs> if you're him as you've got a broken hey, leg you move and it, you're buddy? loaded on the stretcher, and I'm coming back with my lunch in my hands after he saw me Can't three you minutes find a earlier? Place, a better place to sleep? <laughs> Rob Vogel. Yes, Rob Vogel. And, and later I'm sitting there thinking, what could well, I possibly thought out. the guy was doing laying Time on out. the floor? Time out. There's one part of his story that just... Should smack you in the face now, John. What do you think it is? Uh, Going to hell? uh, I I don't know. I'm missing it. Why were his wife and kid laughing so uproariously (laughs) at this story? What was the the punchline? What was funny? The funny funny part is that I'm an idiot. That's what the punchline was. They're they're like, you're right. My kid looks at me like, you're right, Dad. You're going to hell. What father wants to hear their son? You heard that from your kid? Yeah, he goes, you're right, Dad. You are going to hell. And then he gives me the whole line to the two of them are like, we'll pray for you. Good luck. Uh, Right then, (laughs) Duncan Vogel should have negotiated to be able to watch RCS at bats (laughs) and to watch the New York Yankees. He could have had yes. anything he wanted at that moment, right that's then. for sure. Especially if I think I'll, saved I me. think I'll represent him in maybe you know, any type of lawsuit that he files against his old man. So now, um, so the guy is all right. Who broke it's okay. His leg? Well, I mean, all right. Did you find he's out? Got a broken leg but, and d- no assistance from me. Yes, he's fine under the mat. Maybe this makes you feel better. I mean, he was call- he wasn't even calling the ambulance when you stepped over him. He was calling a friend. Like, no. hey, I got this job. I got a broken leg. You're not going to work. As it so turns out, okay. I will later find out he's called during this time three or four different people to say, "I'm not going to be able to finish that job." Hey, Steve, you need to finish this project for me. He's calling other people. He's already clearly called nine one one. Well, but my no, guess, no, he's not fine, another, and I'm going to hell. Another follow up question would be: 
What were you thinking when you were stepping over someone who was I, laying on the ground? I don't know. I th- well, what did you think he was doing I there? I don't know. I thought maybe there's, a, a, for a health issue, I thought Bad back. maybe there's a back problem. There was, like I said, no blood. Where he was laying was awkward. It wasn't like he was laying just in the doorway you where think he would have slipped. Homeless? He maybe would have rolled. No, I knew who it was. And he does so you knew well, that, Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, worse. I know it was. He, he does Wait, repair insane? work around the building. Did you plus, say hi like, to him? Plus, when seeing the guy holding the phone up to his ear, I didn't think, like, to interrupt him. Like, he's on the phone with somebody. Clearly, I don't but need to be Did you think it was odd him. that he was laying on the on the ground? Yes. Yes, that's why but I that, stared you, at him. Can we get this video and put it on the, the oh, website? Oh, that would be terrific. Oh, no. This reminds me of The Office when Michael fell into a koi pond, and then they went back and watched the security video, and Jim never helped him. And everybody looked at Jim like, Jim, what are you doing? You never helped Michael. That's exactly what happened to were, you. Were you planning on getting your lunch and then coming back and eating it in front of him? Right. There huh? is a chair right next to him. What if I had sat, sat down, down on a chair and, did, and started yeah. eating lunch? Yeah, I, I felt like Costanza I, I running have over to admit, the kids this is the first the time, party. First time in a long time I agree with what you just said. <laughs> Don't I, you agree with him? Yeah, he is. He's gone. All right. He gone. But I'm telling you. Do you see, understand now, the truth sometimes is stranger than fiction. Could we have made that up? Nope. That's Could great- we have made up Clay Travis talking 15 minutes on the Game of Thrones? Can Truth we, can we do that? Than I'll distract no. later when I say after I read John's reply email here how John's becoming like Dr. J now. Oh, what we <laughs> have. I give him so much crap. Already. So oh, what fun. we have here today, though, is we have some critics of, of state sports teams and or athletes. We do. We found some critics of what's happening here in the state of Wisconsin. Really? Of the Milwaukee Bucks. Of Lafleur and Rogers, that connection. We'll play that for you coming up next on Lucas in the Morning. <laughs> no, man, are you kidding me? The Bucks are not going to make it out the second round. They got to see the Boston Celtics in the second round. Do you understand that? When you look at Giannis, I love him. MVP candidate, I get it. Amazing season. He's going to struggle in the playoffs to finish in the fourth quarters. Physicality and athleticism is not going to be enough. We just raved about Luka Doncic. Why? Because he can shoot a deep three and finish from the outside. That's how you finish games out. Collectively, good group. They defend. They play hard. Great story. They're not beating the Celtics. Wow. Wow. Welcome back to Lucas in the Morning. Vogel. Big John. Oh, is that the new thing? Big John, yeah. Adios. Uh, that was Ryan Hollins. I was trying to think of a word to best describe Ryan Hollins other than maybe devil's advocate. Bucks hater. Naysayer. Naysayer in general, isn't he? Definitely Bucks hater. Bucks hater. He, he was the guy that got on Giannis a yeah. few months ago. Yep. But not you, finishing but, games. But do you think he's a Bucks hater for a reason? I, I mean, and not the obvious reason that he doesn't like the Bucks, but more so if I hate the Bucks, that'll get me some more clicks and attention. Because I'm going against the grain. Because everybody loves Giannis, right? Who doesn't like Giannis except Ryan Hollins? I think Ryan Hollins, when he said the first comments about how Giannis can't close out games, I think he said that. And everybody gave all these examples of him closing out games, just not in a traditional like jump shot way. You know what I mean? Like he's getting to the rim or he's hitting free throws or he's blocking shots. And then I think he has this thing where he has to find something against Giannis and the Bucks now to be proven right. So you've heard his work before. Yeah. And it's been pretty consistent, negative with Milwaukee. He says Giannis yep. can't close out games. And even in that clip, he says, can't close out games the way you need to in the playoffs. So he's trying to go back to that whole thing, like, you need to hit jumpers. You need to hit big shots. And Giannis can only get to the basket. 
it's clear that any new talking head analyst on the scene, whether it's Hollins or whatever athlete, that they're coached up to. You got to have a hot take. You gotta you gotta contradict. So something. that's what you I wondered. Distinguish if, yourself. Does, did he does he really mean this, or does he see this as his opening to be different from everybody else? Let me ask you: What's more likely in this scenario that the Bucks lose to the Celtics, or that the Celtics don't even make it to the second round against the Pacers? I'll give the Pacers a really good fighting chance now that uh, Marcus Smart is out for the Celtics. Look, I would I would take the Pacers if they had Oladipo. Yeah, for but sure. They don't, and they've tried to regroup without him and still made it to a five seed without him without him for much of the people season. are jumping back on the bandwagon with the celtics have you noticed that nationally well i think it's it's partly because of their coach too right remember that was the big talk when the yeah. bucks and celtics were playing is that brad stevens out coached uh at that time who was it the the guy who plays jason kidd i can't remember his name prunty joe prunty like he out coached him and you could see why through seven the, games the how pop, much the popular theme too is that boston's talent level is better than most and that Whatever dysfunction has hindered this team this year, namely Kyrie Irving, uh, that would be the number one on any dysfunctional list, that they're still better than most and that they'll somehow magically get it all together for the postseason. That, that seems to be the thinking, at least, right? Are the, are the Celtics a better team right now this year than they were at this time last year? I can't say that. I wouldn't say that they are. Are the Bucks a better team right now this yes. time this year than they last year? And they went to seven games last year. So they went to seven games, You've got, and one team is worse and the other team no, I is agree. better. you got multiple reasons why the Bucks are a different team. You start on the bench with Coach Bud. They're a much different team. Mm-hmm. They're coached differently. They're coached better. They're coached up. And then the one negative is Brogdon's injury. The positive is Brooke Lopez has been an impact player. Uh, the positive is Bledsoe's become an impact player. And so you have to weigh all those advantages versus disadvantages. I think Brogdon's injury still could factor in to how far the Bucks go, don't you? I mean, it, it has to. I, I do too, especially obviously if it lingers or he re-injures it because or when he comes, we don't know when he's coming back. Well, and I, I you know, we'll have Eric Name from the Athletic on good, in the second that's hour a of the good show. Tease. Eric Name from the Athletic will join us at seven forty-five. He covers the Milwaukee Bucks. Okay, go ahead. I was just going to say so. You know, my understanding is that Brogdon should be back at least sometime during the second round. That's kind of the the news we got a few months ago, and that Mirtich should probably miss the first round. And I was okay because you're one versus eight. Honestly, you probably don't need those guys. You're right. They should be able to to beat the Pistons without Brogdon and Mirtich. They swept Detroit season series four zip. And as of right now, I'm not too worried about Brogdon's availability in the second round because I just don't know how that's you going to... You don't think f- they'd need him against the Celtics? I think they might need him, but I, I don't know how he's going to come back. I don't know how he's going to look. I don't know when he's going to come back. I, I think mean, all this, those things factor in before... There is, I, there's a scary hurdle if you look really into the distance in the East, and that's Toronto. Right. Toronto's, Toronto's different than it has been in the past. The 76ers are kind of scary yeah. to me. Yeah, they're, they're they're, I'm not as... They've, they're all banged up. There's something yeah. about Philly I'm buying. I'm sorry. Well, and the nice I, thing, I just don't like their 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 makeup. I don't. The nice I, thing I about the way it is is those two are going to play each other, so you only have to worry about one. Right. Of them. Right. You're not going to have to go through both of them. Just one of them if you get to the Eastern okay. Conference so that was finals. one naysayer, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan Hollins, and then I don't know how much we have to play of this, but we get a taste of Will Kane, another yeah. noted naysayer. This yeah. time on why the the connection, the Matt Lafleur, Aaron Rodgers duo. Will not will not work in Green Bay. Let's listen to Kane. I don't think it's a good bet to say that it will work out. The kind of things that 
were said about Aaron Rodgers by former teammates, the kind of words used to describe Aaron Rodgers are the kinds that don't seem temporary, don't seem like situational problems. It's just a situation between Aaron Rodgers and Mike McCarthy. These are the kind of things that were said, that he's passive-aggressive, that he is seething, holds a grudge, believes he's the smartest man in the room. He could be right on that. Has the highest football IQ. Could be right on that. Um, that he freelanced, changed the plays readily when it comes to Mike McCarthy. Now, if that's who Aaron Rodgers is, ask yourself this. How much better can you expect it to be with a first-time head coach? Mm. Aaron Rodgers has more NFL experience than Matt LaFleur. Aaron Rodgers has been in the league longer than Matt LaFleur. You're going to take Matt LaFleur in and tell Aaron Rodgers, I want you to listen to him. I want you to execute his plays. I want you to defer to him. And I want you to make this work. I think that right now is a bad bet. All right. So Will Kane, Ryan Hollins, who has the better argument? I would probably say Will Kane has the better argument. Right? I mean, the Bucks are a 60-win team. They've proven they're the best. The point differential... Like to guarantee them out in the second round seems pretty bold, but we all know Rodgers is hard to work with. It was shown last but, year. But Aaron Rodgers was kind of campaigning or whatever verb you want to use for a change. He's gotten his change. He's gotten one of the young coaches in the league, mm-hmm. unproven as a head coach. But this is what he wanted. We we were led to believe. So why won't why wouldn't he try to make it work? So quickly he's looking up something as Will was going on there on his on his uh, rant. And talking about Matt LaFleur and that now Aaron Rodgers has got more NFL experience than Matt LaFleur. You know who else Aaron Rodgers has more NFL experience than? Sean McVay. Would he be saying the same thing about if Sean McVay were hired tomorrow as the Packers head coach? Aaron Rodgers has been in the NFL longer than Sean McVay has, so he's got more experience than him. So that doesn't hold much water. Than yeah, okay, can you say a young coach and difference? I think Aaron Rodgers is going to be excited to work with Matt LaFleur. It'll all play itself out. But I've heard plenty of other people saying things like, you know what? It's the same tired people making the same tired arguments against Aaron Rodgers, the same Greg Jennings as we. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, Covered time and time again, injure Michael Finley. But Sean McVay worked with a very young quarterback in Jared Goff. It's not as if he went into a situation where he has this all time great quarterback that he's trying to. Get him to listen to you know what I mean. I or guess listen so, to him. No, it's a good point to be raised. I I go back to the the impact, whatever impact that Lafleur had with Matt Ryan, because there have been a couple of things said this week. Aaron Rodgers, most notably, saying that he talked with Matt Ryan about what it might be like to work with Lafleur, not necessarily work for him, because that's what he's going to be doing now. He's going to be working for Matt Lafleur, at least should be, because he'll be the head coach. And he'll still be head coach as seniority over the quarterback. Whereas when Lafleur was working with Matt Ryan, they were working together more as assistant coach QB. Think about this. Think about a situation. It's late next season. Playoffs on the line. Tight game. It's close. The Packers are trying to make the playoffs. Lafleur has a play call. Rodgers thinks he has a better play. Like obviously, Rodgers is probably going to trust himself more than he trusts his head coach. Well, right? Lafleur might give him that. Benefit of the doubt. 
I would. I would. I would try it sounds to hope like he does. The play calls I would. Too that that Lafleur has in his offense have two options. Yeah, that's Each right. play yep. has that's two good. options. Good and point. you know what? Another way they could actually be a better team and go to the playoffs. How about be a better defense? You know, they it sort of showed some signs of being improved. Be. I think last they year. could right. be. They've added some talent yeah, already. Should, can add some more in the draft. Should be. It could be. I what? think both are applicable. Uh, the one thing Lafleur can't do is he can't guarantee that Aaron Rodgers will be there for every game. Got to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. Can he? I mean, he's getting older. I mean, that's a legitimate question. He's been Can he injured, play every yeah. game? I think that's a real question, yeah. All right, second hour yeah. of the show, we're going to talk with Andy Baggett around 7.15, 7.30. Tom Hardercourt agreed to get up, which would be 5.30 L.A. time, to visit with us. You think he'll do it? What's the pool over under? Yes or no? Sure, he's going to watch the sunrise over the Pacific. I'm going to say, to I'm going to say he forgets about it, and he, he sleeps through that All alarm. Right. Yeah. Okay, and we got one, four, and one again. And then 7.45, as we've mentioned, Eric Name from The Athletic. Talk a little bit about the Bucks versus Detroit, that matchup. He also wrote a book, 100 Things Buck Fans Should Know and Do Before They Die. So maybe he'll share some of those items with us. Uh, when we come back, is there any chance at all that Tiger could be playing lefty on Sunday afternoon for the Masters Championship? Any chance? We'll talk about it next on Lucas in the Morning. I thought I played well today. You know, I thought I hit a lot of good shots, and uh, if I missed it, I missed it in the correct spots, which was uh, off always key. And I had uh, some of the simpler up and downs because of that. I just love this place, and it uh, brings out the best of me. Usually, uh, not always, but usually, and it um, it's just a fun golf course to play because I can play it uh, very attacking the way I like to play it. And if I make a few mistakes or hit a few poor shots, I can usually salvage par bogey and move on. Welcome back to Lucas in the Morning, Vogel and Adias. You just heard from Tiger and Lefty, Phil Mickelson. Uh, I'm going to read the lead from Christine Brennan's story in USA Today. Dateline, Augusta, Georgia. Tiger Woods' first round at the Masters was a steady and rather quiet curiosity. He made four birdies and two bogeys for a solid, if not spectacular, 70. The same score he shot in the opening round the first three times he won the tournament. Ooh. Oh, hey. Meanwhile, Lefty, Lefty was hot yesterday, 567. He's on the brink of becoming the oldest dude ever to win a Masters, right? He's right there. How old is he? How old is he? 45. Oh. That's my guess. Okay, Julius Boros holds the record for oldest major winner. Major winner. He won the PGA at 48 years, four months. Mickelson is 48 years, nine months old. Oh. Okay. That's hard to believe that he is older than Nicholas was at 46 when he won the Masters in 86. Because it felt like Jack Nicholas was right. 75. That's a good point. Yeah, Nicholas was 46 years, two months old when he won the Masters. So there's Lefty on the brink of history. And, and I mentioned Nicholas because I heard this on the, on the Golf Channel last night when they were analyzing and calling him like a Jack Nicholas in that regard because Nicholas contended again. You know, he won it in 86 at the age of 46, but he contended again in 91 and 93. He actually led for a, had a run on a Sunday at the age of 51 in that tournament. But consider the contrast, too. We have the old warriors, Mickelson and Tiger Woods, and then the young studs, DeChambeau and Kepka. Uh, DeChambeau is 25 years old. 
Kepka's 28 years old, and they are golfing studs, aren't they? Very different golfing studs. The way they go about it. Yeah. I didn't realize DeChambeau has got his degree in physics. Oh, so it's crazy. It, so he, he analyzes everything he, to that degree. Oh, he's a he maps grinder. out everything, like on the putting green. Yeah. He's got like mathematical formulas how yes. to make putts. He's it's got weird. that. Yeah, he, he's OCD, according to some people, about his analysis. And if you watch after his round, he's on the range, and they've got um, video equipment, other technology, technology out there that is analyzing spin rates and all different things about his game. Well, Brooks Kepka just looks just, like an athlete. He, well, he overpowers the course, mm-hmm. doesn't he? In most cases, even with the the weight loss. Yeah, yeah, now, the weight you, loss. Yeah. The weight loss. Do we have Do we have a critic of Kepka someplace? Yes, can you set this one up? Go ahead, Rob. What's going on with the sound? Well, company? as we all know, yesterday both Mike Lucas and Brandel Shanley just get to uh, the cut. Ripped Brooks Kepka to shreds. I didn't rip him for his no, I brought, weight I, loss. I just brought it to your attention. Okay, That's over all. twenty pounds that he lost. There was a report that it might be because he wanted to lose the weight to appear in the ESPN which you body brought, which issue. you volunteered. I had nothing to right. do with There's that. The, the report out there said, and Brandel Shanley on the golf channel. Again. First replying to that said, if he did that, that is one of the worst things he's ever heard of, losing that weight for vanity and destroying his career. Now, Chambly, after yesterday's first round by Kepka, had a chance to eat some crow, and did he? For him to come out here and play this kind of golf, is uh, you, you do have to tip your cap to him. Uh, whether or not he had a chip on his shoulder or not, it was extraordinary golf. We, As I said, he was trending in the right direction, 32nd, 21st, 11th. Um, It seemed to me like rather than pose for a magazine where you were naked, I think you'd look a lot better in a green jacket, personally. Uh, And and maybe he gets to do both. Who knows? Who knows? Naked in a green jacket. I guess. That would be an interesting. Don't do that. They will crush you at Augusta. Oh, the patrons? You would never, ever get to go back and get banned. You pose naked Uh, with one of those. So we just. Kind of cited some of the storylines, but maybe there's still the biggest storyline and headline right here in front of me. What's wrong with Jordan Spieth? What did he shoot yesterday? Uh, what was his uh, three total? over? I, he may not make the cut. Over. He said it's 75. Which one of you guys had him? Didn't I do. You, you no, you do, Luke. I have him. You stole him from I'm me. I'm going to give him back. No. Nope. You got him. I, uh, nope. It doesn't matter. I, I have Adam no Scott. idea who I have but anyways. One of you also threw Lefty back into the pool. No. Nope. You threw him no, back No, I picked. You? I have Mickelson. Oh, I thought. So you tell had me today, who who will you be rooting for? I mean, I, in all seriousness, Easy. if you want to see it come down to two golfers on the back nine on Sunday, who do you want? What matchup do you think would be the best from your perspective, not nationally, but your perspective? I'll start with you, John. Tiger and Lefty. Okay. Like that yeah, would be. I, I, I couldn't even think of anything better. Yeah, like that's didn't. the greatest. I, I don't have any problem with Deshambo and, and Kepka. I mean, I, I'd enjoy it, right? I'd enjoy it, but it wouldn't be my because first choice. Because Rob just pointed it out, they, they attack the course in different ways, but the results are pretty similar. For hardcore golf fans, they'll fi- they'll be fine with anybody because it's the Masters. But for the casual sports fan, and to bring in the biggest TV numbers, and for the best storyline, it'd be like Arnold Palmer and Jack Nicklaus having a heyday and dueling it out again, like at 1960 at Cherry Hill I'll or some give other. Be what the match I was mean, supposed to be. Th- they've been waiting for two decades for these two to but have I don't a see, Sunday final. But now let's together. be realistic. I don't see it happening. Do either one of you? I, don't, I just don't see it happening. Why not? No, I, I, I don't think either one of them can sustain over four days. Who in your mind is less likely to be in contention come Sunday? Phil. Really, see, now you've got the advantage of Phil already being in better position than Tiger. Phil's I, more erratic, though, isn't yeah. it? True, true. Tiger really looked 
good yesterday. Physi- he would have shot better physically. If he, had he, better. he did look good. I mean, and, and not just like being in shape. His golf swing looks healthy. How about like, this? It's relaxed. It's in control of it, especially his iron play. And he hit the fairways yesterday. I have a question. Yeah. And I stole this from Clay Travis. Let's say you can only watch one on Sunday, Lukey. Is and this Rob. a Game of Thrones question? Well, no. well, hold on. <laughs> Masters final round, oh! Bucks playoff game, or Game of Thrones? Game of Thrones. Oh, Whoa! my God. Come on. What if it's no, Tiger and Lefty? No. What if it's Tiger and Mickelson? You're still picking Game of Thrones? Game of Thrones. No. Oh, no, no you're you just not. Say, he no. asked me. He didn't ask you. I know, but you we can't don't believe be you. serious. No. Better wait 18 months for no. the next episode. No. You no. haven't even watched the first no. three seasons. Yeah, what difference does it make? I'm addicted. Oh, my gosh. It's once in a lifetime, Lefty and Tiger. Uh, will you two watch Dodgers versus Brewers tonight? 920 or something oh. to start? The, the, what Maybe. Other, one other quick nugget about the filthy. Did you hear that he poked fun at the story about you know the gambling and the wedding story? He was warming up on the range with $100 bills. Oh, I saw it. Hanging out. I saw it. Yeah. Out of his pocket. I'll give him this. Falling he is funny. Almost. He's a very he intriguing character. Funny. All right. Two teams that looked so promising a week ago look like a real intersection of the hottest teams in baseball are both going south. They're like you. Uh, They're going in the wrong direction. Yeah. The Dodgers and the Brewers. Bring it up next on Lucas in the Morning. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's a swing and a deep drive to left. Smith back at the track. He will turn and watch it fly. And in back-to-back games, Chris Davis has a two-homer game. 3-2 pitch. Swung on and driven deep to right center field. This baby's a laser shot, and it's gone! Daniel Vogelback is giving the Mariners a 7-6, 10th inning lead here in Kansas City. Vogie with another bomb. Vogie. Oh, I like oh, that. That's a soundbite. Like that. Yes, Vogie with another bomb. Oh, that's oh, my that call. Is a that's soundbite. perfect. Oh. Welcome back to Lucas in the Morning with Vogie and Adios. I had to play each of those cuts for a reason. All right. The Mariners winning over the Royals, 7-6. to six. The Royals just absolutely suck. They lost 10 straight games. They're 2-10. and 10. They're bad. All right. They're bad. And I don't even need the hot take guy to join me in on that. It's, I am the god of yeah, okay. no, 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 Not necessary. All right. So Seattle has the best record in the major leagues, 13-2. and two. Uh, They've also set a record. Seattle became the first major league team in the history of the world to homer in each of its first 15 games of the season. How about that? We're talking about Seattle. They need a nickname for that team. Do you think they've gone under the radar because, one, they're in Seattle, and, two, they yes. opened the season over in Japan where they got a couple yes. of wins before people even knew yeah. that they were playing? Yes, Vogie. Vogie with another uh, bomb. That is awesome. I knew he was going to become my favorite player. I love that call. Uh, and the other soundbite we heard, Chris Davis with a K, homer oh. twice in a game for consecutive days. He now has nine home runs on the season. Meanwhile, Chris Davis with a C went 0 for 3 and is now – 0 for 53 
over last season and this. This year he's 0 for 32. His last hit September 14th of last year. What do you do with the guy? <laughs> he's he's paid so much money. It's not like you can just throw him out. Do you give him a week off? Do you send him to the he's, minors? Just for the record. Put him with a shrink? What do you do? Chris Bogey Davis. with another bomb. <laughs> yes. yes. Chris Davis with a C is in the fourth season of a $161 million seven-year contract. I think you have to give him a break. Cut him. You got to say, hey, we need take to the loss. take a timeout with you. Come back. Let's get, I don't know. I'd be a horrible manager, but that's what I would do. I, he, he's obviously something's really mentally wrong with you him. You think? But when you say when you say take a break, do you mean like, hey, he a gets game. two or three days off? I'd be like a game. You can't. You probably can't well, send him to the minors that. without his that, saying okay. Have they already done that? Yeah, that doesn't work either. He Nothing's worked. He had four months off I since guess. September, <laughs> so he's had some time <laughs> off before he came back. What do you do? It's early in the season. It's not like he's burned out. Don't look now, but the Cardinals have been hot. Uh, they swept the Dodgers. 11-7 to seven was the score yesterday. Just keep in mind how challenging this month is for the Milwaukee Brewers. So before coming home, they play the Dodgers, right? Three games. Then they come home to face the Cardinals for four, and then the Dodgers again for three before going on the road to face the Cardinals again for three. Oh, that's weird. This is an incredible stretch of games, isn't it? It's a weird, it's a weird scheduling. Schedule. Yes. Yeah. It feels like they're going to be already done with the Cardinals for the season, and it'll be May. Meanwhile, Vogie's team already postponed tonight's game. They did so yesterday in Minneapolis, and we had a nice little discussion between John and Vogie okay. about, how about putting a roof on that damn oh, venue of yours? Huh? I don't understand John's mind. I get where Heller's coming from. He's just bitter, and it's just the thing he's going to grind into. John's, ground. I don't understand so John because he's so that soft. It's ridiculous. Foggy with another bomb. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I just think I've said this for years. Any new stadium above like a certain part of the United States, north of that line, wherever we want to put that line. You should be required to put some sort of roof or retractable roof on your flipping stadium. To guarantee stadium. that the game will be played for your fan base. So you're okay. You don't care about your fans, do we'll, you? You're okay and will live with a rain out, but you won't because it's cold. There's a difference for you? Well, even the rain out, it's the same thing. Well, that, okay, so who gets more rain? Somebody down in Atlanta or pick you know a different part of the world where they maybe get more rain. Oh, that's than a good game, point. That's City. a good point. But you're okay with that? No, that's a good point. Don't back down from them. You got a good argument. What about, the first, just, what about the first two months it, of the season? And if it's below yes. a certain line, yes. How about how about if your twins ever make it to October and it flipping snows in yes. Minnesota? Yes. What did, what's Foggy got to say about that? Did you just that? hear the one word in that sentence that needs to be reexamined? Your twins. You're Mr. Minnesota <laughs> fanboy. You are the true no, fanboy. But, but who is this? Who is this? Foggy with another bomb. <laughs> oh, yeah. Second hour of the show, Eddie Baggett around 7.15. Tom Hodricourt, the Milwaukee Journal Center, will talk about the series between the Dodgers and the Brewers at 7.30. And then Eric Name from The Athletic covers the Bucks for that website. We'll break down the first-round matchup against the Bucks and the Pistons, 7.45. All of that coming up on Lucas in the Morning. Foggy with another bomb! Okay, patrons, it's time to grab a little slice of cake and put on that party hat because it's birthdays, dead or alive. You saw it's your birthday! Here's Uncle Lukey. Thank you very much. Uh, I gave John a choice on our first birthday. 
plural, birthdays, he could either find something from Tiny Tim or Vince Gill. Yeah, what was that about? Why? Because I wanted to choose. And which one did you choose? Really? Vince Gill. No, uh, Tiny Tim, who would have been 89 today. At least now John's choice, I know I'll have company in hell. Come on, why are you choosing this for Vince Gill? This is crazy. I don't even know what to think of this. Did you know who Tiny Tim was before any of this? I knew he did this. Okay. Uh, Vince Gill is 62. Uh, Let's segue to Herbie Hancock, 79 years old today. Uh, This is National Licorice Day. So I got Twizzlers for everybody. Oh, everybody no. like licorice? You like licorice? Yes, yeah. I tried to wean myself off of it, but they're, that's awesome. Give that over to John. You oh, can share you. that. By with, awesome, I mean, this. wrenches your gut. It's also National Grilled Cheese Day. Thank you, Is buddy. there anything better than a good grilled cheese oh. with like a chocolate malt? That's my favorite. Chocolate comment. malt? Yeah, had that. Oh, no wonder why. Today's Friday. You're right, because I can't eat meat. So perfect. Yeah, grilled cheese day. Grilled cheese. There are, there are a number mm. they are popping up over the last 10 years. Just grilled cheese only restaurants. Have you seen? Have you ever went to one of those? There's a uh, food cart in Madison that just does grilled cheese, and they put all sorts of stuff on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's another place on Lake Monona that's known for its grilled cheese, where you can go. Can't go wrong with a grilled cheese. Can oh you? no, absolutely not. It's Plus, you can't you can't prepare one wrong. You, you, all of us have prepared grilled cheese. Hard you to screw it up. You Favorite can't screw it up. Favorite thing to go with the grilled cheese, whether it's to dip it in chocolate or to malt. Chocolate malt. That's what he yeah. said. Say a chocolate malt. I don't yeah. know. No, I'm thinking like tomato soup that you dip it in or something like that. That's what Why I would have. Why would you dip it in anything? Oh, my goodness. Are you nuts? Tomato yes, soup. of course. Yeah, I get that, yeah. too. Yeah, I dip it in ketchup, but if I can get tomato soup, I'll go with that. A little Steppenwolf. John K, 75. Oh, hold on. Sorry. This is you this go one. there? Uh, this is so good. All of a sudden, you feel your foot going down. On that gas pedal, you're speeding up, speeding up when you hear this sound, right? You're up to 75, 80. You're ready to floor it. Did you ever have a motorcycle or ever no, ride on a motorcycle? My dad would never allow me. Oh, he would? Really? a motorcycle. No. Oh, okay. Uh, Nick Perry, your very own Nick Perry, 29 years old today. I don't think he's been picked up yet. There was some talk that he might wind up in Seattle because Pete Carroll coached him one year at Southern Cal. Get this. In the 2012 draft, the Packers took Perry at 28, and then the Vikings chose Harrison Smith at 29. Uh, better better choice, Harrison Smith. Yeah, yeah, one worked out a little so. bit better than the other, yep. Uh, Bobby Wagner didn't go until number 47 overall, so the Packers could have had Bobby Wagner. They could have had Bobby. Uh, yeah. You think that's an impact player or not? Probably, Big yeah. time yeah, impact so. player. Uh, all right, two Davids celebrating birthdays today. Who would you rather sit on an airplane with, cross-country flight, three and a half hours from Boston to L.A., thinking, well, this could be interesting. David Letterman is 72. David Cassidy is 69. Which David would you rather sit next to? This is a question, really? Letterman, right? Letterman, well, for sure. I don't sure. know. David yeah. Cassidy could sing to you. Letterman, Are you sure? Like, is David Cassidy still with us? I believe so. Is he? I, I think Letterman not. also. Look this up. If, he is, if he's not, if he's not, I, I don't want, want him. You'd just step over him <laughs> if it was a body. Are you uh, okay, sir? Uh, village people will close it out. Alex Briley, 63. He was the GI, the original GI. Uh, one other option for both of you. Scott Turow, right? 70 years old, presumed innocent, burden of proof. Tom Clancy would have been 72, 
clear and present danger, hunt for Red October. Which author do you prefer of those two? I didn't even know the first one was who an was author. It? Tom Clancy and who again? I'm Scott Turow. T U R O W. I got to say, I'll go, go Clancy. Clancy yeah. That's all I know. By the way, David Cassidy died November twenty first, two thousand seventeen. Well, then if you so were, I definitely don't want yeah, to. If you were flying cross country with Cassidy, it'd probably be in baggage or steerage, or whatever they call it. <laughs> no, thank yeah, you. That'd be a good choice. Uh, when we come back, Brian Postick will join. You won't believe what happened in college oh. hockey last night. Uncle Lucas list coming up next on Lucas in the morning. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, patrons, we made it. Pat yourself on the back. It's Friday. It's Friday. You ain't got no job. And you ain't got to do. That means only one more day of Lucas in the morning. <laughs> That's a good thing. It has finally come to an end. At 7.15 this morning, it's our buddy Bags, Andy Baggett of UWBadgers.com. At 7.45, are you ready to talk some baseball? We'll talk to Tom Hardrecords. He's with the Milwaukee Channel Sentinel and JS Online, but this morning, he's with us. He's the best there is. All right, adjust your attitude accordingly. It's Friday alongside Rob Vogel and John Audius. Here's Mike Lucas. Alongside Vogie and Audius and Luke is Brian Posick. Brian Posick's time is brought to you by On Ice Promotions. Find everything hockey at onicepromotions.com. Good morning. How are you? Great. I didn't realize you didn't like licorice, or you will not be partaking no. on National Licorice Day with any of the licorice we have in this studio. But we do have a chocolate donut Thank for you. you. I already grabbed that. Okay, Thank last you. night in college hockey, yeah, I uh, watched a little of Duluth's win over Providence, four to one. Yeah, I have a bone to pick with the broadcast. Barry Melrose, John Butchergrass, yeah, Barry Melrose. He's such a just such a meathead. I mean, there's an obvious call when a skater's blades mm-hmm. in the blue area; mm-hmm. it's a penalty. Mm-hmm. But he couldn't see it. He just would not rationalize it. Yeah, why yeah. is that? I don't know. I don't know. Doesn't why that he bother you? Yeah, I'd like to see Dave Starman as the uh, yes. color commentator for for ESPN. I agree. Cover. Yeah, I mean, do yeah. You leave Melrose with the yeah. NHL. Barry's been around a long time. Yeah, I, I, in college hockey, he's calling. Yeah. He says the two franchises that were playing in the game last night. <laughs> come on. All right, get o- get over that. All right. All right, I'm yeah. over it. So two two really good games. Yeah, actually. the second game came down to a overtime. Davey is now for Denver at the far half boards in his own zone. Back to Gaudette at the end boards. UMass controls the puck. Gaudette centers, side of the goal, pivoting. Chow, Chow, back in. Line drive, score! Overtime game winner! UMass, for the first time, is going to the national championship game! Mark Del Geizo is the hero! Brian Tripp is the voice of Penn State hockey. He was calling that for Westwood. Oh, really? Last night. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's yeah. UMass versus 
I thought Duluth. De- yeah, Denver. I I I like Denver's chances, but Philip Larson, their goaltender, struggled, and and UMass also scored two goals, five on three power play goals in the first period. So that uh, that caused. A problem. I didn't realize. Even though you talked about Carl, yeah. the Denver coach, it was nice five on three, but major penalty. Uh, twenty nine years old, huh? Yeah, twenty nine. Looks like yeah. the stick boy. He had, he had his uh, career cut short because of a heart condition, wow. and uh, was actually going to be playing at Denver. His brother Matt was the Hobie Baker winner in two thousand six okay. when Brian Elliott should have won it, uh, at least in my opinion. Uh, but uh, Carl has been on Jim Montgomery's staff for a few years, and he was, uh, I think, he was in Green Bay too. Well, the you mentioned in the USHL. You mentioned a five on three. That was. The, yeah. the, Turning point in that Providence Duluth game. Yeah. Providence had a five on three and a two to one game. Couldn't score. Couldn't Got score. nothing. Couldn't score. And, and then, then two empty two net matters. goals in right. the final. Exactly. So the I mean, title, a, title game Saturday six thirty on a hundred. And there, are there a list of reasons why people should watch that oh, game? Okay. Or listen. He's got a list and he's checking it twice. Very good, John. Pick it it's up on it. It's time for Uncle Lukey's list. Yeah, Here's better. Uncle Listing. Yeah, he's good uh, at I mean, it, huh? Uncle Lukey. Better at it than Vogie. Gotta hope John would forget. You got Vogie's call there. Foggy with another bomb. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, so tonight, college basketball fans, yeah. tune in at 7 o'clock ESPN2 for the College Basketball Awards presented by Wendy's. Mm-hmm. Here's some of the categories. The Bob Cousy Award goes to the top point guard. Yeah. Marcus Howard is one of the candidates. John ja Morant and Cassius Winston, who'd you vote oh, for? Oh, my. Wow. Who do you take there? I'd take John ja Morant. You just throw that uh, Jerry West thinks John ja Morant will be the best player so you, coming into the so NBA you vote draft. For Morant? So I'll, I'll give it to Marcus Howard. Okay, fair enough. Julia Serving, small forward award. Uh, DeAndre Hunter, Admiral Schofield. Where, where do you, I got to give it to Hunter? Yeah, I would give it to Hunter. Hunter. Sure, but the uh, recent, recency there. bias. Yeah, there. Right, right. The Carmelo sure. Award. You know, even there's no no competition at Zion. Yeah. Right, power forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jerry West Shooting Award. Here are some of the candidates: Kyle Guy, uh, Jarrett Culver, R.J. Barrett, Carson Edwards. Oh man. When Edwards got hot in the Jeez. tournament, he was ridiculous. Guy and Edwards Just, are two pretty yeah. good shooters. Oh, yeah. I'll Edwards. give it to Edwards. Yeah. Yeah. Final award. And Marcus has, Howard could be in there, too. Final award. Yeah. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar Award. Yeah. Jesse Govan, Bruno Fernando, mm-hmm. Charles Bassey, mm-hmm. Nathan Knight, and Ethan Happ. Yeah. Okay. Ethan's got to win that. Easy. Doesn't you would, he? You would think so. You would think yeah, so. I would hope yeah. so. Either from not knowing who the guys are or from just the differences in yeah. the way they play. Does it show you how different the center position right. is now? Oh, I know. I mean, Ethan Happ's an undersized center. He's nowhere near to Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. If you remember, right. uh, Wisconsin lost at Western Kentucky. Charles Bassey was the freshman right. center That's that right. went up against Tap. Yeah. Uh, but, right. I mean, and Bruno Fernando had a great year. I mean, he's, he's a he, very good player. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's going to leave and go into the draft. Jalen Smith is coming back at Maryland. Yeah. yeah. When you see a name go across the ticker now and says so and so is entering the draft, mm-hmm. and their projection goes up there at twenty five, twenty six, thirty two, whatever, yeah. what, what goes through your head immediately? Is it like, oh, that's a great decision. Yeah. I can understand it. Or is yeah. it? Eh, was that if you the go in the first round? You, yeah, right. Well, if you go in the first round, you're, you're security. pretty good, pretty good yeah. shape. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to go in the second round in the NBA, right? No, but I mean, if you're mid to thing. high twenties, you're borderline at best first round if I you're going to be there. Tyler Hero is still determining his. What right. he's going to do. I thought he was a one and done, didn't he say? Well, he said that before he went to yeah. Kentucky. I don't yeah. think he's officially made his decision no, yet. I haven't he's, seen it he's, yet. Yeah. He's projected around 20, 18 to 20, okay. the first round of the draft. Yeah. What would you do? You'd, would you go? If I was Tyler Hero yeah, and I was 18 go back to 20, you year. just said you'd go you, in the first round. Go. I'd right? transfer to UW. I don't know that original verbal commitment. Just hey, if you don't I'd have, hold out yeah. and see if I can get top 10. Yeah. Would you? Okay, John. I don't know. He wanted to go to Kentucky so damn if, if bad. If you're talking about yourself, you're going to wait for the rest of your life. I'm just saying, <laughs> right? I'll sit here. Uh, one last question for you. Yeah. Before we go to break and yeah. before Andy yeah. Baggett joins us. Yeah. Um, if you could pick 
any golfers, two golfers that you want playing the back nine for the Masters green jacket, who would the two golfers be? Brooks Kepka and Phil Mickelson. Okay, that's that's different. You because mixed, of how just, you mix generations there. Oh, very much, yeah, yeah. And, and Kepka is so stoic, right? And just big, strong dude. And then there's Phil Mickelson, kind of Lucy just walking Goosey. around, right? Yeah. yeah. So I think that would be a great pairing. Okay, because a lot of people we were talking earlier, Lefty and Tiger. You yeah. want those two competing for the green jacket? We just saw him on Thanksgiving. Why Kepka? do we have to see him at the Masters? All right, yeah, this one they care about. This one they care about. Good point. Stanley Cup last night, by the way. Toronto won in Boston. That was a bit of a surprise. Mitch Marner had two goals and scored the winner in the second Including period. A penalty, a penalty shot, shot which yeah. is awesome. Why was it a surprise? Yeah. Game one yeah, on the I road. I know. Boston, hey, I know. Hey, I love it. Thirty-seven-year-old Mike love Smith, twenty-six it. saves. Calgary four zip yep. over the Avs. Yep. And then uh, the Caps jumped off to a three to nothing lead, like eighteen oh five of the first, and then yeah. held on against Carolina, went four to two. Yeah, played Joe Bowen's uh, penalty shot goal of Mitch Marner's uh, goal. Good uh, call. Oh yeah. Oh, it's funny. The it's only funny. surprise the at least winning yeah. is that I didn't get fifteen texts from yeah, right? everybody exactly. yeah, yeah. about it. He was at the spring uh, concert with uh, Mike Lacroix. Who, who am I looking for? Which goal by which Joe team? Joe Bowen, Toronto. Mitch Marner. Yeah, Marner had two goals, including which one? A penalty First or second? Get the penalty shot. Yeah. Penalty shot. Let's oh, listen. Not be goal under review. Is this it? And here's Mitch Marner going from left to right. Mm-hmm. Right-handed shot. Gathers some speed and collects the puck and moves to the left-wing side of the blue line. Cuts to the middle. Deeks shoots and scores! He took Rask down and his jockstrap is in the corner of the ring. <laughs> good call. Oh, that's fantastic. Thank you Joe Bowen, Sportsnet 590. You're welcome. Thanks, Brian. Have a good weekend. Eddie Baggett joins us next on Lucas in the Morning. done probably four years with a major so 16 events and you know I just enjoy I enjoy the big stage I enjoy major championships I mean that's that's what you're remembered by Brooks Kepka, along with Bryson DeChambeau at the top of the leaderboard the Masters joining us now and Lucas in the morning as I'm chewing on my licorice yet Andy Baggett from UWBadgers.com good morning Andy how are you Good morning. Good breakfast for you, Luke. It's national. You're eating well. All right. It's National Licorice Day, so I'm just trying to be one of the guys and follow the rules. You got to have licorice on National Licorice Day. And if they're gonna, if they have National Jump Off the Cliff Day, are you gonna do that? Yep. I'm gonna get a parachute and follow (laughs) suit. That's what I'm gonna do. So here's your awesome. Here's your first question. Before we talk a little Badger football, name the one pairing that you'd like to most see on Sunday. Back nine. Augusta, two guys battling to wear the green jacket. Who would you most want to see? Well, I'd be lying if I didn't if I didn't include Tiger in that in that circumstance. I guess I would go with Jordan Spieth and Tiger. Boy, that and that's interesting you bring up Jordan Spieth because he's just fallen off the map. You talk about falling off a cliff. He has. He's just, yeah. He's hard uh, to explain. Well, it's it's further proof that the, the most difficult thing to attain in any sporting uh, profession is consistency and uh, it you could be you could be crazy good one day and you could be stinking bad the next and and you got to find a way to to uh, to draw a line between those two and be uh, better than than you were the day before and, and I think that uh, that's where, that's where Jordan is at this point in time. Because I know you like because I know him so well. 
<laughs> because I know you do like a good story, though. If Tiger Woods were to come back and and win the Masters, where would you put that in, in great sports stories of all time, given the lows that he went through both on and off the course and the length of time now that has passed since his last major championship when he was well on the road to surpassing Jack Nicklaus's all-time major championship record? Well, my first thought goes back to Jack Nicholas. When it was at eighty six when he when he's pushing yep. he was mid to late forties and, and recaptured a caught lightning in a bottle and won the Masters and, mm-hmm. and uh but that's where I'd put it and, and that was a pretty extraordinary moment that that was celebrated in a lot of ways and I think this uh if Tiger were to do that there would be a lot of celebrating in that in, for him as well. Andy Baggett, UWBadgers.com with us on Lucas in the morning. Okay, so let's say you're a hardcore Badger football fan and you decide to go to the spring practice on Saturday, and you sit there in your jacket and your hat and your gloves for two hours and watch a bunch of college kids practice. Let's say you do that. What are you watching for the most during those two hours on Saturday? I think you're trying to make yourself, uh, if there's, I would think that you're trying to make yourself aware of just what's going on. You're, you're exposing yourself to football. You're, you're probably, oh, your, your eyes are probably going to draw you right to number five, and that's Graham Mertz, the, the freshman quarterback. But I also think you're trying to see uh, how the offensive line's being rebuilt. If you're if you're really into the into the football team, you you know who the offensive linemen are because that's a big part of the team. Um, you're 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 looking for the familiar and you're looking for the new and, and trying to figure out how they all fit together because that's what the, everybody on the sidelines is doing and that's what everybody in the coach's office is trying to do. And there are a number of attractions if. You are interested on Saturday at Camp Randall Stadium, starting at 9 a.m. with the Badger Sports Kids Fair. That'll be inside the McLean Center. Uh, and then Barry Alvarez uh, will hold a town hall-style meet-and-greet at the UW Fieldhouse from 10.30 to 11.30 a.m. That's kind of an interesting concept, isn't it, Andy? It's an interesting concept that I, uh, not to blow my own horn, but I believe I proposed that a number of years ago, that that would be a good thing. Be modeled after the Packers, I, I think that the that the the uh, town hall meeting aspect that that's for the that's for the uh, the ownership of the Packers, but uh, I think they're uh, I think an opportunity to ask Barry questions. I think an opportunity for him to 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 explain some things that go on in the in the world of college athletics to to the fans. I think it's a great opportunity for both parties to to become more educated. Well, if you had the first question to kick it off, what would it be? Um, I well. I would ask what his future is. Uh, I would ask what where, where things are going with this athletic department. What what he what he has planned for his future. He's uh, we've we've seen uh, uh, Jim Delaney, the Big Ten commissioner, announce his retirement. Is 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 Barry has probably led the. I think if you put uh, all the Division One schools together, in terms of somebody who's led their school and in. in uh, in, in rebuilding a program and rebuilding a, a department, I think Barry would be uh, on that list in a big way. And, and, uh, and I think that the, his legacy is, is important to a lot of people, including himself. And so I'd like to know where that legacy is going to go from here. Other than, by the way, when John was asking that, you, uh, what you would be looking for first at the spring game or spring practice, I was thinking the hot, uh, hot chocolate or coffee vendor would be the thing I'd be most looking well, let for. Me, but, let me step in and yes. remind people, too, if you can't make it to Camp Randall, and I encourage you to see if you can get out and watch because it's free. Sure. Admission zero, free. Um, if you can't make it, though, 
Uh, Scott Nelson and me will be broadcasting for two hours on Saturday from noon to 2 o'clock, and we plan on interviewing a number of people at Camp Randall to talk Badger football. So just that friendly reminder, okay? I guess for for, for both of you, other than Graham Mertz, who uh, Andy mentioned before in his answer, what is the the buzz for you about this camp and going into this spring practice surrounding this team? What's the buzz for you? Well, I'll step in and I think let Andy expand on it. Uh, the lack of expectations is something the players have been talking about and embracing and welcoming. Do you get that same sense? Very much so. They 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 look at the year ago as a, as, as a uh, a wasteland of a lot of lost opportunities, and and they want to make amends. And there are a number of guys that uh, that uh, are determined to lead that that uh, that project, uh, starting with Chris Orr, Jonathan Taylor. Our, our, our front and center in that process, and I and I think that uh, they they lost. They feel that the 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 spotlight dimmed on them a little bit uh, uh, since last season, during last season, and they want to turn it up again because they believe that they have that this, this program should contend for championships, and and that and that's the uh, that's the goal again for next season. I should also mention that at the end of the practice, Paul, Chris, Chris, or Jonathan Taylor are going to be available to speak with fans. So there are a lot of things. Just pick there's out a lot one. Of things that, there's a lot of things, and I think that this is a really cool thing. I don't think a lot of schools do this, and I, and I think that it's, uh, it's, quite the, uh, it's quite the production and, and a lot of information flowing out there for Wisconsin fans of football. Andy, thanks. Have a good weekend. You too, guys. Enjoy your days. Thanks, right. Andy. In, in tandem with everything we've been talking about, uh, Bucky's Locker Room's annual spring sidewalk sale is today. 10 to 6, Saturday, 10 to 3, Bucky's Locker Room at Camp Randall Stadium, just inside Gate 1 off Monroe Street. Uh, the lowest prices of the season, up to 80% off select items. And it'll get there early for the, the best selections. Under Armour, Columbia Champion, New Era, 47 brand. All, all your favorites, price to move at the, this one-time annual event. Um, and we're going to give away two gift cards. Is that right, John? We'll uh, start with one. Let's tonight. do one right now. We'll have right. another one later on in the show. How about caller number four? Is that fair? Sounds for great. For a gift card? Sounds good to me. Uh, and when we come back, we'll try to. What do we got? Here? Do you want to give out the phone number? Uh, no. no. No, people Eight. have to make that up. <laughs> Eight seven. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. 7729 Man, you ruined the challenge again. Sorry. Yes. 877-729-1070. 877-729-1070. We're going to give away one gift card now and one at the end of the second hour. When we return, we'll see if we can touch base with Tom Hodricourt from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Talk about Brewers Dodgers. That's next on Lucas in the Morning. I'm not going to chalk that up to a growing pain necessarily. He didn't make pitches for an inning, and, and major league hitters may pay for it. Those are the hitters that um, you're going to have in their lineup that you got less room for air with, um, at the top of their order, obviously. And the pitch to Calhoun and Simmons just, and even the pool hole slider is a strike slider. They're just, you know, 
pitches that they can handle. Craig Council talking about the learning curve for Brandon Woodruff. Our baseball insider, Tom Hodricourt, is brought to you by Miller & Sons Supermarket, your family grocer and a world-class store in Verona and Mount Horeb. Good morning, Tom. How are you? Good morning. Thank you for getting up so early on the West Coast. Uh, the, the young stallions have struggled out of the gate a little bit to starting pitchers who have so much promise. I, I know there's no reason for concern now, uh, but you'd like to see them stabilize here in the next month or so, given the schedule. Yeah, they've been up and down. And uh, Brandon Woodruff was up and down within the same game. Um, you know, if, you, if you missed the third inning um, in that game and only saw him pitch the first, second, and then the fourth, fifth, and sixth, you would have thought he was the greatest pitcher ever. They they barely got anybody else on in any other inning. I think he finished with 12 consecutive hitters retired. But for whatever reason, he made some bad pitches to hitters in the third inning, and they made him pay for it. Mostly with singles. It wasn't like he was getting killed, but he, he just made some bad. Well, it started, uh, Mike, with um, a hit-by-pitch and a walk. You know, with hardly anything good comes after that, you know, when you – give them two bases right out of the chute like that, two hitters on base. So, um, I mean, he was inconsistent with it. You know, he was up and down within the same game, not not just from outing to outing. And, you know, we've seen Freddie Peralta pitch eight shutout innings in Cincinnati and then go to Anaheim and give up six runs in the first inning. So, I, you know, Craig Council, that the soundbite that you just uh, played, you know, he, he said he wasn't going to call it growing pains, but – I, I, that's what I'm going to call it because I, I do think that's what you get with young guys just finding their way. You know, Woodruff and Burns pitched great out of the bullpen last year, especially down the stretch. Um, but now you got to cover multiple innings, you know. Although Woodruff sometimes would cover multiple innings, but, but every time out now, you know, they're looking for five or six innings out of you. So you have less margin for error. You know, back to those those pitchers and the numbers with Woodruff, Peralta, and Burns, 32 earned runs in 39 and a third innings. They've given up 44 hits and I think 10 home runs. How long does Craig Council let his young pitchers find it in a season of high expectations for his team? Yeah, well, I think, I think you know, a lot longer than they've played so far. You know, they've only played two weeks, and these guys have a couple of starts. And I don't know if you've been noticing, but, but – Pitchers are getting tattooed here this season. I mean, there's some very high team ERAs out there already, especially in the National League where you don't have the DH. You know, they shouldn't be as high as they are. The Cubs ERA is, like, astronomical, you know. And at least the Brewers have a winning record despite theirs. You know, they're they're, um, still over 500. Some of these other teams, like the Cubs, they're, like, way under and – scuffling with their pitching and scuffling with high price pitching too. So um, it's been a lot of early bombardments here. And the Cardinals just did a lot of bad things to the Dodgers pitching, um, although they had a lot of pitchers hurt. So we're seeing a whole bunch of runs being scored early. And it's going to be interesting to see if that trend continues or uh, if the pitchers catch up with the hitters coming out of spring training. One more thing, Tom, on the uh, the Woodruff and Burns. Other than the fact that Woodruff is the greatest hitting pitcher apparently in uh, yeah. in Brewers history, when yeah. you when you look at the two in terms of their their makeup, their stuff, 
their approach. What are the differences or similarities between the two? Because sometimes it's like Woodburns, I want to call them, because they seem like the same guy throwing a right-hander, a big guy that throws very hard. Are there much in differences in those two? Yeah, I think there are. And their makeup is all very good. You mm-hmm. know, um, I don't know if you see some of the videos I post of these guys in Burns. They're, you know, they don't get rattled. They're very calm and they're very analytical in assessing what they've done wrong. They don't fool themselves and, you know, think they did well when they didn't. Um, and they know what they did right and what they did wrong. So, um, yeah, I, th- I mean, Burns has a, a wider repertoire than the other two guys do. Peralta throws mostly fastballs. So he needs to get them where he wants them. He likes to pitch up in the strike zone, and he actually did not get his pitches up high enough against a lot of the Angels hitters. Well, um, which is a power pitcher, you know. But yeah, you know they they all throw hard, but that's what you want. You want guys who throw hard. One last thought, and again, thank you for getting up so early. Okay. How would you bring context to Virginia winning the national championship? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty hard for me to bring context to it. <laughs> I mean, first time ever in the game, and they win it. That's pretty good to me. You know, it's it have been rough to make it all the way there and not win it. I know Texas Tech was in that boat too, first time in it. So it's uh, pretty special for someone who roots for the Hoos. That's <laughs> just uh, and and if you saw the games, I mean, it was the perils of Pauline at the end of every game. I've never seen a team almost lose so many games yet win them all. You know. And so uh, maybe that's just the way the tournament is. It was a, it was a great final two weekends of, of of the tournament, and what a great run by Tony Bennett and his team. Uh, yeah, and, and this and you can't make up the storyline of being the one versus sixteen upset the year before, and then coming back and winning it all. That almost doesn't seem real. No, I hear to you. Do something like that, but it was. And again, thanks for for joining us this morning. We'll talk to you again next Friday. Thanks, Tom. Okay. All right, guys. Have a good weekend. Tom Hottercourt from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. When we come back, we're going to talk Milwaukee Bucks basketball with Eric Name from The Athletic. He's up next on Lucas in the Morning. Great feeling. Um, playoffs don't always come around. I've been a part of that a couple of years. Um, but, you know, it's been a great season so far. I know guys have been itching to get to this uh this first playoff game, so hopefully Saturday, Sunday, whenever it comes, we'll be ready for it. Chris Middleton looking forward to Sunday's first-round opener against the Detroit Pistons. Tip-off 6 o'clock in Milwaukee. Joining us now on Lucas in the Morning, Eric Name, who covers the Milwaukee Bucks for The Athletic. Good morning, Eric. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Good. I see your latest post headlined, How the Pistons and Other Playoff Teams Can Beat the Bucks' Top-Notch Defense. Give us the Cliff Notes version of that, all right? Oh man, I mean it, it's uh, it's pretty tough stuff. The Bucks do have the best defense in the league, and uh, you know they've they've really put it together this season. Where <laughs> you know they're just they're just really solid defensively. So you know there's not a ton of great advice I have for other teams, but uh, you know there's a couple things. The first one is you know just trying to take advantage of their pick-and-roll coverage. Uh, they're going to run it the same way every single time. Eric Bledsoe is going to do everything he can to get over the top of the screen, and then they're going to sink Brooke Lopez because, well, he's a mountain of a man uh, back into the lane, and uh, there's going to be a little bit of space there. So, you know, you have to figure out if you 
Do you have a point guard that you want to shoot some mid-range jumpers? Or if you want to pick and pop your big, uh, that's what really what, what makes it tough for the Bucks. And uh, I think ultimately that's probably the best way to make this Bucks team uncomfortable is to get them in those situations and then you know, have a guy like Al Horford. Uh, I mean, even in this Pistons series, I'm not sure how healthy he is, but, you know, have a guy like Blake Griffin uh, pick and pop and, and get the Bucks into a little bit of trouble. So uh, that, would, that would be the big one. And then after that, you know, you have to try to find ways to make Giannis pay for helping. Uh, and then I do think you just have to find a way to get up a bunch of threes. No one in the league gives up more threes than the Milwaukee Bucks, despite being – uh, the number one offense, or excuse me, the number one defense in the league. So uh, that's kind of the short Cliff Notes version. Uh, I, I don't know if there's a lot of good ways to beat them, but, uh, you know, those are a couple ways that uh, I think opposing teams can try to take advantage. Eric, in recent years when the Golden State Warriors have entered the playoffs as the number one seed, it's just been assumed they're going to be in the finals, probably assumed for most people they were going to win it. Even this year, when they're not the number one overall seed, everybody assumes they're going to be in the finals. And in the recent years in the East, it was LeBron's going to be in the finals. The road through the East at least leads through LeBron and Cleveland. Doesn't seem to be that sort of given layup that the Bucks are going to be in the finals, at least the thoughts of many that cover the NBA around the league. Is it fair or unfair that there seems to be so many doubts or questions about this Bucks team getting to the finals? That's that's a, such a great question, and one that really is tough to try to kind of figure out because if you know there's only so much we can really go off of right so there's there's going to be the doubts about this bucks team because well you know they haven't won a playoff series since 2001 so uh you know when people look at them having the best record in the league the best net rating in the league the best point differential league all those things you know all they can kind of think about is well you know you've never won anything and I think that critique is fair. I know after after the game the other night, I asked Eric Bledsoe, you know, you know, there's a there's a perception out there that you guys are just a regular season team. That you know, Bud has done this before, where he's won 60 games and then not gotten to the NBA Finals. So you know, what do you say to those people that that have those questions? And Bledsoe kind of looked at me and was like, well, I mean, they got a point. We haven't done anything yet, and uh, honestly, for for me, trying to think about this team and whether or not they can make a deep run, that kind of made me think that they could because, you know, I think there's plenty of players that could kind of bristle at that question and say, uh, how dare you? We're, we're, the, we're the best team in the league. We're, we we have all these numbers. We've, we've won more than 45 games by double digits. Like, we're just blowing teams out. Like, how dare you ask if we're a regular season team, but, but not this team. They, they understand that they still have a lot of work to do. They still have a lot to prove. Uh, so I do think that they're going to take this very serious, but I do find myself wondering at the end, am I overthinking this? <laughs> Are we all going to look back and say, you know, you idiots, look at all the numbers. You knew how good this team was, and yet, you're, you're going to sit here and say, oh, you know, could the Sixers beat them? Could the Celtics beat them? Uh, there's a, at least a possibility that the Bucks just run through this postseason because that's what the best predictor, which is this regular season, has shown us, that this could very well be the very best team in the league, and they might be on a, on a plateau that no one else in the league is at. 
Eric Name of TheAthletic.com talking bucks with us on Lucas in the Morning. Malcolm Brogdon, Nico Mirtich. What's the earliest we'll see them, and how much will the team need those guys if they get by the Pistons in the first round? Yeah, I think I don't think you're going to see Mirtich in game one. And part of the reason why I say that is because they decided to give two games in between game one and two, or two days, excuse me, uh, between game one and two, which makes me think, you know, I there was at least a chance, uh, there is at least a chance that Miritich could be ready on Sunday. But, you know, if you're the Bucks, you can give him, uh, you know, almost a, a full week from when the last regular season game was until the second postseason game uh, because of those two days off. So I would guess game two is when you see Miritich. Maybe he's back for game one, but I think since you could get him a couple extra days, I think game two is probably when you see Miritich. Uh, Brogdon, you won't see until the second round. And I think in the next week or so, we'll actually start to get, uh, I don't want to say real updates, because the updates we've gotten on him are, are real thus far. But uh, I don't think you actually know a lot about uh, an injury of this kind of uh, extent until the final couple weeks where he's actually back. Because right now it's just like, well, you know, he's not in a walking boot anymore. He's walking around pretty good. Uh, you know, he's starting to work out a little bit. Like, all those things you can kind of just check off and say, okay, well, you know, that's the next step. That's the next step. But you don't really know how serious it is, you know, when he's going to be back until you really start to try to ramp him up and and see just uh, how how healthy he is. So uh, I think we'll start to get some more real answers on when in the second round Malcolm Brogdon comes back in, in probably another week or so, just because at this point I don't know how the, the Bucks would have no way of knowing how he'll react to getting ramped back up and, and to trying new things and, you know, to getting out and playing five and five. Like, all those things, we don't really know how he'll respond. But internally, it's been second round. It's just, you know, trying to figure out where in the second round. Does that mean the start of the second round? Does that mean two games in the second round, four games in the second round, six games in the second round? When, when exactly will that be? So uh, I, I think we're still trying to figure out that part. But Roger will be back in the second round. Eric, thanks for joining us this morning. Um, if you're willing, we'd love to have you back, not only to talk about the Bucks as they make their way through the playoffs, but the book that you authored, 100 Things Buck Fans Should Know and Do Before They Die. If you're willing, we'd love to have you back. It sounds good to me. Thanks, Eric. All right, bye now. Thanks, Eric. Eric, Eric Name from The Athletic. Last call next, Lucas in the Morning. Welcome back to Lucas in the Morning Last Call. Hey, we've got a gift card to give away. And don't forget, Bucky's Locker Room's annual spring sidewalk sale is today between 10 and 6. Today, 10 and 6, and Saturday, 10 and 3. Bucky's Locker Room at Camp Randall Stadium, just inside Gate 1 off Monroe Street. You know where it is. Lowest prices of the season. Up to 80% off select items. Get there early for the best selections. Again, today, 10 to 6, Saturday, 10 to 3. If you are caller number 6, caller number 6 at... 877-729-1070, 877-729-1070, you will get a Bucky's Locker Room gift card. All right, Tweet of the Day. Tweet of the Day comes via Golf Digest that had the story of an unidentified uh, better who placed the bet on Tiger Woods to win the Masters. 
$85,000 was his wager at 14 to 1 odds. If Tiger wins, he wins $1.190 million. In fact, they thought it was a mistake that maybe he had added too many zeros to his bet because usually they say the top golf payout would be about $300,000. So there's another reason to want to see Tiger and Phil playing in the final group on Sunday. You think Tiger would bet on himself? You know Phil would. Oh, Phil would for sure. He's probably oh, no got money on himself right Phil now. Would. Phil definitely would. And the then he'd brag about it. $100 bills in his pocket. Yeah, absolutely. All right, a lot of things happening. Don't forget tomorrow, Camp Randall Stadium, a free practice. Town Hall meeting with Barry Alvarez before Paul, Chris, Chris Orr, Jonathan Taylor. Afterwards, thanks for listening to Lucas in the Morning. The Dan Patrick Show is coming up next. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.